You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We truly can never get enough. Hallelujah. He's so lovely. He's so wonderful. He's always doing wonders. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, good evening. Good to see your faces. Those online, good to see the camera on your behalf. Praise the Lord. The camera represents your face. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, on Sunday we began to look at the man Noah and to look at the things that were testified of him. We saw that Noah found grace, praise the Lord. And we also have found grace, haven't we? In Christ Jesus, grace has come to us. In fact, this grace has come to the whole world, praise the Lord. The Bible makes us understand that the grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Praise the Lord. Those of us that are saved in particular, we just have to be extra grateful. I don't know what extra I did, but His grace just captured me. Can we say thank you, Jesus? Thank you for that grace because even those that are going to hell, they have no reason going there. Because Jesus has shed His blood and that blood speaks for how many? Every man, everyone, praise the Lord. And we also saw that Noah did what? Walked with God. Okay? Noah walked with God. And we began to see on Sunday that that work is possible, isn't it? It's achievable. It's doable. He has put in every means possible to make sure that everyone and anyone who decides to can walk with him. And um, I trust that we are also doing what? Already walking with him. Amen? Now, this evening, we want to move to verse 14 of that Genesis chapter 6. And we'll see where um, a dimension came to, where he said to Noah, he said, make yourself an ark or build yourself an ark. Why? 13 told us why he needed to build the ark. Can we see 13 and read from 13 now? 13 says, let's read together. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Now, because of that, he says to Noah, well, make yourself, verse 14 now, he said, make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside. If you continue from then till the end of the chapter, God begins to give directions as to the details of the ark and what he's going to do when the ark is completed. Now, in Matthew 24, 37 to 39, we'll look at that before we come back to the ark. Matthew 24, 37 to 39, we see where Lord Jesus Christ was referencing the life of Noah. And he says, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. He says, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Praise the Lord. We see here that our Lord Jesus took time to reference the life and the times of Noah for us in this dispensation to take a lesson from it. He predicted that there would be a similar situation. And because we know that the earth is not going to be destroyed with water anymore, okay? And because also we know that God hasn't asked us to build a big ship, a big boat, okay? We now want to look and see what are the similarities and what is a critical lesson there, okay? The first thing we're going to pick is that the Bible says, in the days of Noah, it says they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying and what? Giving him marriage. It meant life continued as normal. Praise the Lord. Until the day. That word until means a closure. Okay? Something now happened. And what we see was that these people were living their lives 
and living their lives and just minding their own businesses. Okay? Just being themselves, being free, being independent, being secular, you know, as it were. But little did they know that time was what? Quickly expiring. Time was quickly passing. Okay? And our time, we are, you know, in a similar environment where things are happening, events are taking place, you know, there are kind of different things that are happening in the world that should draw attention of man, you know, to what God is saying and what God is doing. But unfortunately, the focus still remains on the regular things, you know, the regular things of life, marrying, giving in marriage, eating, drinking, building house, having this, buying that, travel. you know, all of that continues to be the focus. Now, that helps us to see that whereas oftentimes and most times we look at what people do and we say they did wrong or we look at what people say and we say they said the wrong things or the actions and different things people do and we say those are wrong actions. Based on this now, I want us to see that what was more critical here was that these people couldn't see what Noah could see. Praise the Lord. And the Bible helps us to capture that very well. Proverbs 29, 18, you may please put it on the screen. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off what? Restraint. Where there is no revelation. We, you see, the world we live in, there is no revelation of God. And that is why at a time like this, you see, if you're on social media, which I believe everyone, or even any media for that matter, you see that there's so much attack on the things of God. If something that, um, that doesn't even concern shouldn't be a basis for comparison, you know, with church or Christianity happens, you see people comparing. The other day I referenced um, uh, the man, uh, the Tesla man. What was his name again? Uh, sorry? Musk. Elon Musk, yes, that became the richest man. And then what people would say is, he doesn't pay tight, he doesn't go to church. I mean, it just shows you how averse the human, you know, the, the world is to anything church. A road is bad, and they say, why didn't church build road? When did church become ministry of works? Okay, the schools have a problem. They say, why is church? Every area, people are just, you know, people are living their lives. And the only thing, the only one they want to blame, you know, is anything that has connection with God. And the reason is like that is because these people have won no revelation. You see, where there is no revelation, what happens? The people cast off restraint. In fact, the King James Version puts it better. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish okay unfortunately also we the church we have allowed that scripture to be taken to teach people about setting goals what you're going to build what you're going to achieve what you're going to get but the second part makes us understand that that's not what he's talking about let's read that passage from king james version read it with me it says where there is no vision what the people perish but he that does what keeps the law happy what is he? Can you see what he's talking about? So he's not talking about, you know, my uh, business goals for 2021. He's not talking about, you know, my personal, all of that. He's talking about a vision of who? The one who created the heavens and the earth. You and I are participants in God's world. God is not a participant in our world. In the beginning, we did not invite God. Praise the Lord. In the beginning, God created the heavens. He created us and he gave us his agenda. Praise the Lord. So this scripture here was where the fault began even in Noah's time and continues to be in, you know, same in our time. Where there is, you know, there is no knowledge of God. People don't understand what matters. People don't understand what is valuable, what should be pursued. Now, in the days of now, you see, if you read that story, you must not read it through quickly. Not in a haze. These are scriptures you must meditate on. That's why I stopped at verse 14 on Sunday. It says, make for, make for yourself an ark. Now, it didn't say sign a signature. Praise the Lord. Make for yourself an ark. An ark, you know, that would take elephants, that would take zebras, that would take ostriches. Praise the Lord. 
that would take um, um, uh, 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 what are they called? You know, lions and all of that. That's what he told him to make. And he did. Praise the Lord. He succeeded in doing it. That's why part of what we're going to do this evening, I prayed we never done is that is to pray for grace in the name of Jesus. But that statement, make for yourself what? An ark is not a, it's not a joke. But if we don't start from the beginning, we'll just be beating a dead horse. Okay? We must get where it is. It is the revelation of what God is doing that will make a man build an ark. In his time, there were no canoes. In his time, there were no, you know, canoe, the little one. Then there's even the smaller one that they just stand on. They don't even sit on. There was nothing like that. Now, to go from nothing like that to build a ship is not that he was strong. It's not that he was a good carpenter. Do you understand what I'm saying? What made him do it was revelation. And I pray that revelation for you and I in the name of Jesus Christ. That we will see what God wants us to see. That we will see the truth, the actual situation of things. Okay, because the Bible says to us in Matthew, okay, let's take the one in Luke eleven thirty four. 34. It says, if your eye is good, Luke eleven thirty four. 34. It says, the lamp of the body is what? Is the eye. It says, therefore, when your eye is good, what will happen? Your whole body also is what? Full of light. It's talking about revelation. It's talking about what you set before you. And this is where the challenge of our world is. And this is our job as Christians who know the truth. To first of all, keep our gaze on the right place. One, praise the Lord. And then secondly, to help everyone we know to do what? To turn their gaze what? also on the right place. But where our own gaze is on the wrong place, how then? That's why it says when your eye is bad, what is going to happen? He say your body is going to be what? Also full of darkness. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. So we will see well. So what began to happen was that Noah saw. Noah saw that sometime in future, what is going to happen? There is going to be a flood. And whatever I have, Noah, I, I don't know what his, his, uh, his, his financial status was before God came to him. With the same way, it doesn't matter what you are before now. God is able to make us into whatever he wants us to be. Praise God. But whatever it was, do you know that Noah's occupation changed immediately? Noah's, uh, uh, Noah, Noah's money. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Everything about Noah's life changed the moment that message came to him. Everything about him changed. Why? Because there was something coming that he needed he needed, he must adjust to. The same way when somebody is genuinely born again, his life cannot be the same again. Because he has seen something. He's seen from the past. This afternoon we are learning to get connected. The, the sacrifice that Christ made for us. When you see that sacrifice, praise the Lord, it changes something in you. It, you can be a Christian and continue to do the things that nailed Jesus on the cross, you know, without, 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 without conscience. It's not possible, unless you didn't see him on the cross. But if you did see him on the cross, you can do something. If you did, you'll be weeping like Peter was weeping when he denied Jesus. And you can do that continuously. Praise the Lord. So you see where you're coming from. And then when you see where you're going to, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for what? The joy that was set before you. When you also see the joy that is set before you, it changes your attitude. It changes everything. So it's, it's about vision, and it's good we are looking at it, even at this beginning of the year as well, that you and I must get our vision right. And you, you begin to comprehend, see everything, just fill into place. Why? Because your eye becomes good. Noah's eye was good. And that's why his hands could build the ark. Your hands will build the ark in Jesus' name. Let, let, let me help and, you know, just buttress this. And, and push it in further so we catch it. We also looked at Hebrews 11. Come with me to Hebrews 11. If you come to Hebrews 11 and we read about Noah, King James puts it this way. Okay, let me just read verse 1 and just try and read down so we follow. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3 says, By faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. 
Now he begins to tell us men who had faith. The first one we're told was by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see that and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Praise the Lord. Six, but without faith, it is impossible to do what? To please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Praise the Lord. Now verse seven, let's read seven together. Seven says, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an act for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Now the Passion Translation says it this way in verse 7. It says faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, whenever we think faith, if I say you need faith, immediately we think we need faith to do what? To get something. But we are seeing now that faith, first of all, touches your view, your vision. Faith is first about vision and tiny with the scripture that says the lamp of the body is the eye. If you see well, you will have the correct faith. If you don't see well, any other thing you might be doing will be noise. It will frustrate you. It will make a lot of noise. You see, because verse 3 of Hebrews 11 says, By faith we understand. That word understand there is also the same word used when somebody is telling you something you're not familiar with. And then all of a sudden, they say, I understand now. What has happened is that you have begun to see. Isn't it? So faith is primarily about vision. It's about seeing God seeing things the way what it is really or seeing things the way God does what wants you to see it praise the Lord so it says of Noah here this is his testimony it says faith opened his heart opened his heart now imagine you live in a world you live in this world there's been no rain nothing like that how can you begin to prepare for a flood do you understand but that's what faith does. Faith opens your heart. The same way many things that you and I have the privilege of, you know, the discussions the Holy Spirit will have with us. He will tell you to do some things or not do some things. And if you ask him to give you four reasons or three reasons or even one reason why you should do or not do, you will never make progress. Because how do you begin to understand? You have never seen it before. Praise the Lord. But we are told here that Noah, what? Faith opened his heart. And that is what I pray, that faith in this season will open our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ. To what God is doing, to what God wants to do, both in the world, both with us, both through us, both for us, both around us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because this is what will bring the transformation and this is what will bring the energy for what needs to be done. So if we look at that passage now, it continues. It says, faith opened Noah's heart to receive the revelation. King James will say, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. That is where we operate. So tonight I want to ask you, are you currently basing your life on what you can see, what you can touch, and what you can feel? If you are doing that, then you need to step up. Praise the Lord. You need to step up and live a life where you live your life based on what God has what said. Where that, that statement doesn't just become a cliche. God has said it and what? That settles it. So God said to Noah, I'm bringing rain. Make an act. That settled it. You can imagine the argument that Noah had with his friends. They say, okay, if truly... God wants to do something. Why? Okay, okay, okay. No, we, you heard God. God is going to send something that will make people suffocate. Build a high, a high tower so we can climb to it. No, I will say that's not what God told me to build. Then another person is, okay, why, why can't we build something airtight, underground, so that when the problem comes on top, what will happen? We will run under and survive. No, I will say that's not what, what that is how faith operates. 
You see, if you want to walk by faith and if you want to go far with God, you must not be too much open to the reason of men. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. God can never confer. If you try to relate God, you know, and relate with men at the same level, you're going to have issues. And Noah's life is one life we can't miss. I, I wish we had done this on Sunday. I pray Sunday people, you know, listen to this. For a successful Christian life, you must also have Noah before you. You know why? Noah taught us that statistics means nothing. Praise the Lord. Noah redefined the parameters of success and failure. Noah preached for 120 years. He took him about 120 years to build the ark. He did not get one convert. Himself, his wife, his sons, and their children. And yet Noah halfway didn't say, nobody's joined. You see, how many of us have been led on the path God is leading us? And then we look around, nobody's following, and we think we have failed. But God never said, if people follow you. He said, walk before me, Lord, and be blameless. He said, two of us. That's what is enough. Noah is a defining example for what it means to be a Christian, even in our days, especially for our young people. Because they're exposed to professors and doctors and things, you know, people who take time to mock. Do you know the type of mockery Noah would have gone through? In fact, they would have called mad people in his time, Noah. You have got Noah. Praise the Lord, somebody. I get what I'm saying. There is nothing he would not have gone through. And it wasn't for a few months. And I don't know how it happened, but how could we? That's why when you read the Bible and allow the Spirit of God to open your heart, there is no situation the devil that can bring to you that can bring discouragement. Somebody is watching me or is listening to me. And he's saying, I've been too long in this situation. Maximum, you're in that situation for 10 years, 20 years. 15 years. 50 years, Baba. Maybe if you're a Nigerian and you're saying, Lord, I'm tired of being in Nigeria. Okay, 60 years. But Noah's case got to 100. It didn't change. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So time, time. Look at Noah. 120 years. Time without anybody coming. No encouragement from anywhere. And this is a man who we weren't told his source of income. So all his life's earning. Talk about putting your eggs in one basket. Talk about what if this flood never came. Do you understand? I mean, I don't know how he could have done it. But thank God we're told from the beginning he found grace. And that grace will help us all in Jesus' name. But his finances, his occupation, his skill... All of a sudden, he changed everything. He had to go and do, do his own private uh, Nigel uh, uh, wildlife investigation to know the species of animals. Do you understand what this, this assignment is about? Now, the truth is this. You and I have not been called to anything less. That's why, you see, you're born again. You're a born again Christian. You're li- listening to me now. There are some things I hope, you know, if the Lord allows us to address, we will get there. But... Note that this, this passage is talking about now where in Hebrews 11, the hall or the hall of faith or hall of fame for faith. So that nobody says this is works. Noah, my own is faith. This is faith. Noah by faith. So patience is by faith. Study is by faith. I, I want you to get this prayer. This prayer was breaking it down. He said this man had to know species. He can't bring lion and tiger. He had to bring lion with lion, tiger with tiger, uh, leopard with leopard, jaguar with jaguar. So faith does not excuse ignorance. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, study to show yourself what? Approved. Now, I, I don't have to give you seven hours limit, you know, to study your Bible. If you're born again, you will study because this is the constitution of your new life. Praise the Lord. I know Africans, we don't study manuals. But if you bought a new shoe, you know the soul. You look at the soul. You look inside. If you buy a new dress, you look, you read the, you look at everything. The same way when you're born again in this faith, you have to take this Bible and peruse it. And not just peruse it, know it. So that when somebody challenges you, you know what to answer. Praise the Lord. So, so Noah no, no sets for us an example. And the other part of it, which, you know, part of what I want us to pray about, is the encouragement. Because, see, Noah could not have been of mean resources. 
Building an ordinary canoe will have cost some resources in its time. Because it had to fell trees. You understand what I mean? It had to have to be able to fell some very, very solid trees. So building a ship, he had to have resources. And the Lord will prosper us in Jesus' name. The Lord will give you resources sufficient for the work. It's possible even that Noah, which I think, I think so. It's possible that Noah had underemployment. People to work with him. Because you see, they didn't believe his vision. So he couldn't have been volunteered. But now must have gone around the farms those days and say to people who are, you know, harvesting, say, leave your harvest. How much are you going to make? This person will say, I'll make $15,000 at the end of the day. At the end of the day, say, leave it. I'll pay you $20,000. Come and work for me. So he must have had that level of resources available to him. Praise the Lord. And that's why God will prosper us in the name of Jesus. But you see, it wasn't just one off. It wasn't the risk. It wasn't the money. It was also his time. That's why when the Bible says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God what? with all thy soul, with all thy heart, with all thy might, with all thy strength, with all thy... King James, uh, say, uh, uh, sorry, um, message will say, with all your intelligence, you know. I think, is there anyone that says, with your innovations? You see, Noah had to add innovation to his obedience. Praise the Lord. That's different from... Obeying, you know, unwillingly and struggling to obey God. May we add innovations to obedience of God this year in Jesus' name. I don't know if we're getting what we're talking about. And all this is faith. Because, look at, I continue now. Let me finish the Passion Translation that I was reading and then we'll go back. It says, faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming. Even things that had never been seen. The second statement says, But he stepped out in reverent obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. New King James will say, Moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. So what he saw moved him. Praise the Lord. What he saw did what? Moved him. This vision we are talking about moved him. Somebody comes to church or somebody witnesses to a friend, a neighbor, a stranger, and he gives his life to Christ, you don't stop there. At that moment, something has what? That you have been born again of an incorruptible seed. Something has engaged you. You cannot remain the same. Praise the Lord. No, no. If you're a student and you get born again, you can't get back and your roommates will know. You can't get to class and your classmates will know. You can't, you're a Christian businessman. You can't go and get born again and your business partners don't know. That means some, we need to reborn that born again. Are you getting what I'm saying? What Noah had, the Bible says he was now moved by godly fear. Something changed immediately. And then he began to prepare this ark. And that's what we are talking about. That this ark was not a day's work. It was not a year's work. This ark did not ask him, can you come to church two hours on Sunday and two hours on Wednesday? If you do that for the rest of your life, you would have built yourself an ark. Is that what he said? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. On Sunday, we talked about the work. That is what? Daily. Christianity would take over your life. If you're genuinely born again, it would take over your life. It would take over everything. Every other thing becomes secondary. And that's what we see in Noah's life. It took over. Until the flood came. There was something that said, this is Noah and this is the rest of the world. The issue of similarity died. If rush hour was this way, in the morning when the whole nation was going, the whole world was going this way, now we'll be going what? The other way. Why? Because something had changed. The same way if you're born again and a Christian, in your office, if everybody is pushing in one direction, scheming, you know, putting in the minimum work for the maximum income. You should be going the other way. Putting in what? The maximum work, not looking to anybody. Why? Because Christ is your master now. Are we getting what we are talking about? It changes everything. Eye service is gone forever. Doing some things for men to see. No, no, I can't be helping you and be taking selfie. I'm feeding the poor and I'm taking a picture. That is for the world. Now, when I feed the poor, I don't even tell them my name. Praise the Lord, somebody. So it's a complete change. And it says he moved and began to build this ark. I thought he found grace. Sir. 
Why is he building an ark? I thought grace did it all. Grace positions you. Praise the Lord. Grace brings you out. Remember, the whole world was going to be destroyed. What said to Noah, you will not be destroyed, was grace. Now, based on that statement, you will not be destroyed. Grace says what? Build an ark. If Noah said, I will not build an ark, can somebody tell me what we would have done? Anybody? I can't hear you. He would have, he would have been destroyed with them. Now, if you were a judge, what will you say? Did he not have grace? Simply, he made the grace of God of no effect. That's simply the way it works. If he refused, I'm not building any ark. Huh? I'm not building, why, why should I build ark? What do you mean by ark? Those are works. I have the righteousness that is of faith. I'm not building any ark. And then the God of faith says build ark. You say you won't build. I don't understand Christian. God tells you what to do. You disobey him. Then you say you're, believing, you're, you're walking in faith. Which, who, who is that God now that you're walking with? Even our lecturers, those of us that went to school in Nigeria in those days. I don't know how it is these days. The lecturer will say, give me what I gave you. Do your recite. That's your business. Just give it to me as I gave you. Even if it's wrong. If you give him what you like, you fail. If you give him what is better than what he gave you, most likely you'll get a C. But give him what he gave you, you get an A. Praise the Lord. The same way it is, when you come to God, he says, you must God believe that he is and he's a reward of those who are diligently seek him. So you're following him. You're pursuing after him. You're saying the word that says, those that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. That weight is not necessarily crossing your feet and lying down. That weight is attentive to God. So if I'm waiting on God, I'm attentive to him. So I may be waiting on God for finances and God says, go and volunteer somewhere. I may be waiting on God, you know, for a life partner or whatever. And God says, go and do personal soul winning. And you might just go and win your wife or your husband as, you know, as, first of all, as an unsafe person. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? But that may not sound like what you need then. But if you're truly waiting on God, then you're attentive. I can't be waiting and be saying where I will stand. You go to the bank. Okay, this will help us. You go to the bank and you present a check. The days people go to banks. I don't know whether people still go to banks now. And you present a check, and then you're waiting for your check to be paid. You present it, you know, at maybe customer services. And then you decide this is the teller that must pay me. And probably you stand in the teller that only receives postal order. Do you remember the one that is postal order? You don't know. You are too young. Postal order is a form of payment in those days. They'll pay you that 500, now 1,000. So you can't stand in front of that one. Meanwhile, you came to cash 1 million. And one million is paid from the back of the office. You say, this Stella is where I'm waiting for. I like this Stella. Will you get any money? You won't get any money. You know why? You have set your own conditions for the one who is holding your life. The same way it is as believers, when we come to God, we must like Noah now, having done all to say what? He said, prepare and act. The Bible said, Noah was moved. May the word of God move us in the name of Jesus. May he move us. The next thing we find in that same verse 7 is this. It says, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Can you see that all we are talking about now is still faith. We have not stepped out of faith. It's still faith. Now, this is what we must see here. The Living Bible. Can you put the Living Bible for us, please? The Living Bible, that's Hebrews eleven seven. Hebrews eleven seven. It talks about no, no, okay. It says, in direct contrast to the sin and disbelief of the rest of the world. In direct contrast. What is that saying to you and I? If I'm a believer, sir. If I'm a believer, man. Similarity to the world in any place should signal discomfort. You know, we're in a time where People, believers, born again Christians, want to be as close as possible to the world and yet be saved. Faith will make you comfortable with being different. You see, how would God have been justified if Noah was doing exactly everything the world was doing and then he'll now come and save him? But this is what the Bible says. It says, in this... He showed himself completely different from the rest of the world. 
And then by that virtue, he now did what? Condemned the world. What is that saying? My life, which we talked about on Sunday, my choices, my decision, my play, everything about me must be in line with the faith that I have. So that when I say I believe God, then it will be obvious that these people don't believe God. I can't say I believe God and then I'm doing exactly the same thing that they're doing. It's going to be a problem for me, a problem for them who are looking at me because I'm supposed to stand out. I'm supposed to be, you know, light and darkness, salt to the earth. I'm supposed to be city set on a hill, isn't it? And then to God also who I say, this is my child. It's going to be a problem. So for you and I, as we continue in this work and in this new year, we must delight in our differences from the world. There are some things that look like constraints. There are some things like, that look like that. You're straight jacketing me. Why, why, are you, why are you restraining me? I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to say this. I want to be able to... We've used the illustration here. If you visited a secondary school as a young boy now, and you're not a student of that school, if the principal passes you by, you greet him and he greets you. He will just walk by you. You know why? He has no responsibility over you. But if the same principal sees a student that he knows and is not wearing school uniform, it becomes an offense. Why? This principal is not interested in how this clothing fits you. It's just that not wearing the uniform does not help him to exercise the care that he's been commissioned to care over you. So the reasons they say do this or don't do this or avoid this or not, don't avoid it is because there is the love of God over us watching to bless us, watching to position us, watching to protect us, watching to deliver us. May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So we see, you know, in the life of Noah as we try and get to where we're praying that Noah was a man who, you know, took us on this journey of faith. He took us from the beginning. He saw God. He saw with the view of God. He saw with the vision of God. Okay? He saw what God was saying. And like we noted on Sunday, he started where all of us starts from, from grace. And he made a daily walk. And because of the walk, when something was going to happen, information came to him, which the Bible is saying to us is revelation. I'm going to destroy the world. The same way, do you know that every day God speaks to you? But God won't speak to you while you're watching Telemundo. You won't see anything from there. God won't speak to you while you're watching uh, 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 um, Man U versus, uh, versus Asna. No, God, God, I mean, what, I, what is he going to speak? God will speak to you when you also take time to speak to him. In the place of prayer. In the place of studying your word. In the place of even inquiring of him. Lord, what shall I do about this? What, what is your will for me in this area? Then you open up your heart to him. Then what? He's able to communicate to you. Praise the Lord. That's the way it works. You must make out time. I've told us here, prayer. Let nobody intimidate you concerning prayer. Prayer simply means being on the line with God only. You know when you're on the phone with somebody, sometimes there are silent moments, but you're still on the phone with the person. So there might be moments of prayer where you're not saying anything, but you're with him. Then you can hear whatever word he's saying. And you can also meditate on what he has said. But when you live a life and you're busy, every bit of your hour you have something. God is a gentle man. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God is gentle. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, I'm meek and I'm what? Lowly in spirit. He will not force himself upon us. Praise the Lord. But as we take time out and say, Lord, you are my maker. You are my God. You are my savior. You are my healer. You are my provider. You are all of that to me. And wait on him. Then he will also do what? Let you know what is in his heart concerning you. The Bible says the spirit of God searches the deep things of God. Isn't it? And then he makes us understand that I had not seen. Which means I haven't seen it. He has not heard what God has prepared for me. But the spirit wants to reveal it to me. I pray that you will have a longing to spend time with God this year. In the name of Jesus. That, you know, having time with him will become priority to you. Because it's in those moments that this Hebrews eleven seven can happen. Being divinely warned. What about being divinely ordered into prosperity? Somebody say amen. God can do that for you. I was thinking the other day, we're trying to get um, uh, the Zoom, Zoom business or whatever for the church. 
And the thing is not small. It's not small money. Now, I was thinking, I don't know if that person is a Christian, but God can give you an idea for something that they will need three years from now. Do you know that? I don't know when that guy made Zoom, but he must have seen lockdown coming. He must have seen physical distance. Because who would want to be on video talking to somebody when you can actually go there? Or talking to different people. At least one-on-one we understand Skype did that. You know, WhatsApp has all of that. But holding meetings. Who could have told him that? Praise the Lord. These are some of the things that we can trust God for. You're working in a place. God can bring solutions. That's the privilege we have. We serve the God who is omniscient. Which means nothing. As we are seated here. Do you know that he knows everything? He knows what to do to change every situation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He knows what to do to give us a new Nigeria. Lord, do it now. In the name of Jesus. Or rather, let us know so we can cooperate. Because delay is never with his side. Never from him. He's just waiting for the food to cook well. Okay? So we see Noah leading us in that way. There is a vision and then there is the obedience. And that is where I look at it two sides tonight. And the first side I look at it from is the side from, we've talked about knowing it, where he reveals it to us. The first side I want to mention is where you delight in his will. Praise the Lord. Where you delight in his will. I don't know whether it's a prayer or it should be an admonition. Where you delight in his will. Where I delight in God's will. That's I know the will. And now I delight in it. I rejoice over it. Do you get what I'm saying? So you you just hear God wants this to be done. And you're excited. Rather than once God is the one saying it. Oh, they've come again. That's not the place we want to be. In the name of Jesus. That's not a place the child of God should be. Because the very fact that we are children of God means that his nature is what? Is in us. And if his nature is in us, then his will should be natural to us. Thank God we are enjoined to pray in the Holy Ghost. I believe everybody here, you know, if not, please, I want to encourage you, even if you need to come for ministration, so you can receive the, you know, the, the gift of baptism of the Holy Spirit, so you can pray in the Holy Ghost. That, that's why we, we also have to pray in the Holy Ghost, because you just want to be in that place where the things of God flow naturally with you. Where you love them. The psalmist said, I was glad what, when they said to me, what, let us go to the house of the Lord. So you hear, it's time to do this for God. You're happy. It has nothing to do with your ability. First and foremost. Because that's what a point we must establish here. You see, when we come to God, we know that God is almighty. We've said it here. And if he's almighty... He's not bringing me in to add my strength to him. You see, if I were a man and I wanted to set up a business and I had 50 million and the business would need maybe 80 million, I'll need someone who can bring 30 million, isn't it? But God has all millions and the business is 50 million. What will he be looking for you for? Or 80 million? He's just looking for a heart that is what? Willing. That's why we deal with that delight. Lord, I want to delight in your will. That's what we see in David. David was not all that. But one thing you can't take away from David was that David wanted to do God's will. He delighted in it. When when they said, this is what God wants. He says, that's what God wants. Let's do that. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. And that proves we are children. Don't mind that as children we grow to the time where uh, our parents begin to disturb us. You know, there was a time, I can't remember exactly, but there was a time I was meditating. I think the Lord was leading me to pray that the love between us and our wives will be like courtship, okay? You know, courtship love is 100%. Who loves that courtship love? Praise the Lord. Then he said that the love, this is where I'm going, the one I'm going, he said, uh, he said that the zeal and commitment for your place of work should be like that first month after you did your interview and you were employed. You know how it is when you just get the job. I remember when I got one of, I think it wasn't my first banking job, but one of my banking jobs. When I got to work, I used to clean my madam's table. I was not cleaner. I was chattered account, but I used to clean her table because there I have to do work. Do you understand? 
I have to do work. I will clean her table and arrange her fire. It was not part of my work. I have to do work. I've been employed there. I will not fail to tell you that after some weeks or months, I didn't even want her to come to work again. I mean, so he said that there will, you know, there will be restoration of that joy, that zeal, that excitement. Do you know if you work in your office, maintain that excitement of when you started, you'll be empty of that office in no time. Because the enemy will come and doubt. Why is it? Are you not still working there? Are they not still paying you? Are they forcing you to resume there? So why should that zeal die down? The enthusiasm that you used to get up just to go to work, all of a sudden it dies. Those are the things that came with the fall. They are not good. Are you getting me? The same way with church. The same way with the things of God. So talking about, I was trying to talk about the one with children. Now, you know that as children, if their parents are going out, what do they begin to do? They're crying. When they grow, if their parents come back, oh, the same father and mother may the Lord restore us to those days. Do you understand? Now, now why, why do the children cry after their parents then? Because they know these ones love me. They know these ones have my interest. They know that these ones bless me. Did that change at any point? The devil came in. The same way he came in in the workplace. If you continued working, that when you go, those of you that are listening to me, when you go back to your workplace from tomorrow, resume there like a new employee. Praise the Lord. Resume there. And for us husbands, treat that wife of yours like those days. And the wives, be excited about that man. Forget the pot belly. Forget that, you know. Be excited about, are you getting what the Lord is saying? Anyway, so God has our interest. When did we grow so big that when God now tells us something, we put it on three scales. Well, if I were in a good mood, on a good day, I would do that. But God, you have to understand. When did we grow? Maybe that's what he was talking about, first love. Because he said to me, remember children. They don't want you to go. With many those days, you had to dodge to go out of the house. What has happened? At a time, you want your parents to travel. You want them to go far away. They've started disturbing you. What are they disturbing in you? Do you understand? Can they disturb any good thing in your life? So we see in Noah, putting all of that together, faith involves the grace we talked about on Sunday. It involves the daily work and it involves sensitivity. Then it involves correct vision. And then most importantly, the one I want us to learn today is that you have to build an act. That word is effort. It will cost you something. Now, now, now. You can't tell me you're listening to me or watching. You can't tell me you're genuinely born again. You love the Lord. You believe the scriptures. And you don't give properly to the church. Who are you telling that? It's just like telling most the average Nigerian uh, fan of all these uh, Western clubs. They at least have one, one souvenir. If they can't buy the original, they'll buy the China one. Have you ever seen an Arsenal or Man U or whatever fan? That you say, what do you have? You say, no, what I have is Rangers. My own is Rangers football. Eh? IICC shooting stars. That's what I'm wearing. Do they do that? They will make effort. You can't say you belong to the church and you make money and you will not bring a sub, you know, whether it's 10% you want to call it or 50% all of that. You can't. It's not possible. Look at Noah. It cost him money to build an ark. The same way when, you, when you're in a relationship, it will cost you money as a man. And no romance what? Uh-huh. God so loved the world that he gave. You cannot be, say I'm a true Christian. I'm a member of this church. And there's, you're not contributing anything. Sundays you manage to bring out, you know, the same amount of money you spend on granite. And you say I'm committed to this church. Then you make major money. You cannot calculate. Use calculator to calculate what you give God. You're not serious. Your time also. These are the things that Noah did. I, I mean, we're not building. We're not building a physical ship now. But do you know what? The scriptures cannot be broken. 
There's something we're building. Do you know that every friend, every family, everybody related to Noah, everybody who knew Noah, knew that this was the direction he was going. They knew that he had seen a vision. And he told them about it. Yes. What? Uh, no. Let's go to the farm. He said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing farming again. Uh, okay, let, let's go and rear some sheep. He said, I'm not doing uh, shepherding again. He said, so what are you doing? He said, I'm into sheep building. Say, which one is sheep and which one is building? Do you understand? And then he will tell the story. So everybody who knew him. So Sir and Ma, brothers and you can't say I'm born again. And nobody around you knows. On Facebook, you're the most neutral person. You're like uh, 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 Switzerland. You know, Switzerland has fought no war. The country doesn't fight war, but they finance and instigate wars and make money from wars. You're like Switzerland. You're just neutral on any matter. They insult your God. Mm. They insult you. You're not talking. The only time you talk well, when they say Muhammad Ali the greatest, they say, yeah, the greatest. They talk about uh, who again? They say, uh, which one? Who are those non, you know, controversial people? Pele, the great Pele. Those are the only things they know you about. Nobody knows the, because your Christianity has to so blend. Sorry. Okay. It has to so blend into the world that you will not move anything. That's not Noah's testimony. The Bible says, by Noah's stand, he condemned the world. By what you're doing, praise the Lord. By what you're doing in that school group. By what you're doing in that fellowship. By what you're doing in your cl- amongst your classmates. Are you raising a standard so that God can say to them, based on the life of this brother, you have no excuse. Praise the Lord, somebody. I want us to pray. Because the things we are looking at are not mean. If you meditate on them, they are not small. I mean, what about the skill to be a Christian? Part of what we're talking about, if I'm going to be a witness in my office to Christ, then you, you mean, you, you must expect that I, I excel. Praise the Lord. I stand out. The Bible says of Daniel, it says when he was tested, he was found how many times? Ten times better than even the teacher. So if I'm a student, what this is saying to me is that, I mean, God can use anybody. But I'd rather somebody who is beating me in class is also beating Jesus on my head. I will have less excuses. Do you get what I'm saying? The same way in the office. If we go for every board meeting and the ideas that, you know, make everybody keep quiet comes from you. If you also come out and tell me, oh boy, you need to get born again. I will have more respect for you. I want us to pray tonight for the anointing upon each and every one of us. To be distinguished. Because let me tell you, if the world had the opportunity, they would have stopped Noah from completing that act. What the Lord ministered to me was that Noah was powerful enough. He employed them, in fact. He did not complete the act by begging them. He didn't say to them, show me brotherly love. No, they had no type. They didn't didn't have that time for him. He didn't beg. He didn't borrow resources from them. He could not have been owing any one of them. If not, they would not have let him enter the ark. You want to enter ark and you're owing me? They will hold him. Do you understand? I want us to rise on our faith. Let us pray for an anointing upon our lives to be true witnesses, to be powerful witnesses, to be faithful witnesses in this year and beyond that Jesus will be glorified in our lives, that we will bear witness to our generation. Let us pray for everything we've mentioned about now. Let us pray for the strength of of resolve, not to be moved by results, Some of us are doing what we are doing faithfully, even in our businesses. And it may appear as if you're not prospering. And then something is telling you, you have to change style. You have to change this. You don't need to change. Faithfulness is part of it. Steadfastness is part of it. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, the anointing that came upon Noah, that enabled him to become a success in spite of all the odds that were against him, Lord, tonight I'm, I'm claiming it. I'm praying for it. Lord, you are the God who promised us that whatsoever things we desire when we pray. Lord, we are praying for grace. We are praying for anointing. We are praying for strength. We are praying for resources. We are praying for wealth. We are praying for boldness. We are praying, Lord, for vision. Lord, help us. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray. And pray for the church. That in this season... That the Lord will find us. 
is it concerning, oh Lord, discouragement? That you and I will never, will not know what is called discouragement. No, never. That our young ladies, that the devil will not tell them, God has forsaken you. That these ones will continually renew themselves in the joy of the Lord. That the fellowship of the Lord will be so real to them that it doesn't matter what is happening around them. That our young men are strong in the Lord. That they are kicking out demons, binding devils, producing fruits of righteousness everywhere there. Let us pray that our businessmen will be distinguished. That favor will be their portion. That there are lot to fall for them on pleasant places. Let us pray for uncommon inventions, witty inventions. The Bible talks about the wealth of the wicked being laid up for the right. Let us pray that the wealth of the wicked, that God will favor us so that men and women that have a heart for God will lay hold of those resources. Noah was able to build that ark and complete it. He had the wisdom. He had the skill. He had the understanding. He had the intellectual wherewithal to call all the animals. He had the communication to be able to invite the animals and they will come. Lord, give us that anointing to produce results. Anointing for results. Anointing for results. Anointing for impact. I want you to pray. Because of the work, because of the assignment you have given us. Lord, we are coming to say we are not able. We need your help. We need your help. We want to, we delight in your will. Enable us. Enable us. Makoshe kata. This is where Philippians 4.13 can come in. Philippians 4.13, the Living Bible version said, I can do everything God asked me to do. I want you to pray for the power, for the grace, for the wisdom, for the skill, for the patience, for the wittiness to be able to do everything that God has asked you to do. Yes, the Living Bible. He says, I can do everything God asked me to do with the help of Christ. Lord, I receive that grace to love my neighbor, to love my wife, to love my children, to love my husband, to love my parents, to love When God speaks, he wants it to be obeyed. Tonight, you are saying, Lord, I want to be that one. God does not speak his word and look for resistance. His eyes are running through. Lord, I want to be the one that will believe you. I want to be the one that will obey you. I want to be the one that will trust you. I want to be the one that will be referenced. I want my body to be known as that body that is set aside for you, that is consecrated for you. I want my voice to be the voice that speaks your word. I want my eyes to be the eyes that see your visions. I want my hands to be the hands that do what you want done. I want my feet to walk only in your path. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. Male, lesotale kepasota, jekale gerebaba katosonda ganda, makoshe katole gerebando sandale gerebaba. And Noah built the ark. That's what the Bible says. And Noah built the ark. You will build that ark. You will finish it. You will complete God's assignment. Masole kerebanda zondon. Verse 22 of Genesis 6 says, First Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. I want us to pray that we will be able to do in our lifetime, in our generation, all that God calls us to do. As a church corporately, as a family corporately, as individuals, in your business, that organization that you're heading, that assignment that you have been given where you're working, that you'll be able to do all that God sent you there to do. Masole kalasole geribada. And in this our country, Nigeria, we have been called to this nation to be his witnesses. We have been called to raising men that as a nation, this country will say the Father's church contributed her quota. Masila katosela. It will be said, thus the Father shall did, according to all that God commanded. Thus you, my brother, did. Thus you, my sister. Lord will thank you because you are able. You are able. You are more than faithful. We give you praise, O oh Lord, for you have given grace, O oh Lord. 
you have enabled us to walk with you. Lord, you have commissioned us and we will walk in your path. We will accomplish your purposes. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.